You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras, the Colorado Rockies. Hello, everybody. I'm Allison Sutter from MLB.com, and I'm here with a little bit of sadness because I'm here with my friend Thomas Harding, and we are commiserating over the fact that this is our last podcast of the regular season of 2015. And, Thomas, um, I thought it was very cool that the Rockies said basically to the Dodgers, go do something on someone else's lawn, leave us alone in that uh, the Dodgers were not able to clinch the division when they were in Colorado. So that's got to be kind of nice um, for the team, even though this has been, as we know, a pretty miserable season. Yes, it has been. And a lot of times, I mean, I've been around veteran teams that lose, and and sometimes you you get that, gee, what difference does it make? I'm, I'm just trying to get through this. I hope you have a nice celebration. And I think with the Rockies um, – they have enough players with something to prove that they played pretty well against the Dodgers. I mean, and when I talk, and, and it's funny too because it gives me a real gauge of the playoffs. When I talked to Carlos Gonzalez after they ended up sweeping the Dodgers, he's like, "Listen, we played every bit as hard against Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh is really good." And that was the <laughs> sense that I had was that the quality was that that was a reflection on the quality of the teams. I really don't believe that the Dodgers are a team that could have competed in the National League Central this year. Um, just not enough lineup-wise, and their bullpen was so shaky that uh, I think it's going to end up hurting them in the playoffs. They're about to play the Mets, who have um, really good pitching, and if those guys don't get spooked by the moment um, and they're able to do enough against Kershaw and Grinky, I'm expecting the Mets to beat the uh, Dodgers in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a that sentiment. I mean, we were just talking to Ken Gurnick about the Dodgers, and and Don Mattingly was saying last night, and no, we're not turning this into a Dodgers podcast, but Don Mattingly was saying last night that he was getting a little nervous that they really needed to win that game um, because if it had gone beyond those two pitchers, then it could have come down to the wire. Um, it's very unusual to see a playoff team with only two good pitchers and not that great of a bullpen um, get this far. Yeah, it, it is unusual to see a team with – not that great a bullpen get this far, which to me that says a lot about the National League West this season. However, I will say, I mean, we watched, who was it, the Arizona Diamondbacks win a World Series essentially with two pitchers. And um, and when I, when I watched the San Francisco Giants over the years, uh, at times uh, their offense has come through when it's mattered, but it's not an offense I'm afraid of. Um, that, that is the dangerous thing about the playoffs is that with off days and all, you can end up winning the World Series with not a complete team. But with the Dodgers, they're going to have to find a way to win without dealing with their bullpen because their bullpen, you can't trust it. No, absolutely. I'm 100% agreeing with you. So uh, getting back to the Rockies for a quick second, um, let's talk about Jose Reyes a little bit. He, um, he's got some aches and pains down the stretch here, and just, like, can you just tell us a little bit about what's going on with that? And then what do you forecast? I mean, if you could look into a crystal ball and make millions and millions of dollars uh, by knowing exactly what's going to happen with him this winter and beyond, what would you say? 
And I think that they will find a way to deal him this winter. I don't really know how, but they'll find a way <laughs> to deal him this winter. It could be to a team that um, that that is in bad need of a shortstop that thinks that he could help push them ahead, or even a good team that may need a second baseman. They may start segueing him into another position to end his career. Um, he's had some Achilles tendon soreness, but he was able to return for Tuesday night's game against the Diamondbacks in Arizona. So that was a good thing, he, and he did want to return. He does want to finish the season on the field. I like Jose Reyes um, as, as an individual. Um, he has really fit in well with some of the younger guys here. The question for him will be, is he the type of guy that can win, that, that, can, that can make a team a winner? I don't think that opportunity necessarily exists in Colorado because they do have um, some of the younger guys, but stranger things have happened. I mean, that's a hard contract to move. If the Rockies move, they're, they're already paying quite a bit of Tula Whiskey, but if the Rockies move some of that, they're going to have to eat into those savings to pay some of the um, Reyes contract. So it's it's going to be strange, but I think they'll find a way to move them. They may not get what they what they really want for them, but that's okay um, because they have Trevor Story coming up through the minors. Um, they do have Christian Adamas, who is playing in the major leagues right now, and uh, Daniel Descalzo, he's under contract for another year. He could be kind of a placeholder if a couple of guys need a little bit of extra time. So they really are, are set enough to go in the next season with shortstops if they don't have Jose Reyes on the team. So Nolan Arenado, I want to talk about him for a second because um, I didn't know a whole lot about him last year when we started doing these podcasts. And I feel like uh, he's kind of more on the map beyond Denver uh, than he was, than he ever has been. Obviously, he had a fantastic year. But you feel like this was like Arenado's kind of, uh, you know, that he really became part of the national conversation when it comes to some of the best players and defensive players in baseball? Uh, yeah, well, defensively, he should have been a part of that conversation. I think that's totally a function of the fact that the Rockies aren't exactly a team that um, – is in the spotlight, shall I say? But from the day he right. got here, he was what he was the best third baseman in the major leagues. The day he showed up. Now, what happened was he went back to the form that he had in the minors. He he drove in 120 runs, something like that, at the Double A level in a 144 game season. So this is a guy who can hit, and the power and everything has come together this year. Even Walt White says he didn't expect the power to come together as quickly as he did, but he did expect it to arrive. Um, this is one of the best players in the major leagues when you look at the when you look when you look at the offense and the glove. And it's funny because it, it's a popular thing to say around Denver, and frankly, I think it's a true thing to say. If you're looking at MVPs in the National League, there aren't a whole lot of position players on the playoff teams who are having great years. Do you look at a Nolan Arenado? I know there was a lot of look, uh, there was there was a lot of buzz about Bryce Harper throughout the year, and he's had a great year. But w- because of September, Nolan Arenado's numbers in almost every category have caught up to um, Bryce Harper's category uh, numbers in those categories. So it is uh, it is certainly something to discuss. Um, I think that that. Uh, the pitchers in L.A., there, there could be some votes for them. There could be some votes for Jake Arrieta, who's really pitched well for the Chicago Cubs this year. But 
um, does Nolan Arenado deserve to be in the conversation about MVP? That's a that's a good talking point. I don't think he's going to get it, but that's a good talking point to have. Yeah, he's not going to get it because there's only one guy that's going to that's going to run away with this. We all know who that is, but. Yeah, he's absolutely going to be in the conversation, and that's good for the for the Rockies franchise. I mean, you know, you have to start somewhere, and certainly having a superstar through a you know a season like they just had um, is a very good thing. And I want to end this on talking about George Frazier for a quick second. Uh, one of the Rockies broadcasters, uh, 19 years calling Rockies games, um, and a former major league pitcher, and he's stepping down. And it sounds like he's stepping down to maybe do some work with the front office. So is this not? really a retirement as much as it's more of a new new ventures and just the position change, as they say? Well, it's a new venture. Um, he has always kept his hand in baseball. He's worked privately most off-seasons with Dallas Keiko, and that's worked out pretty well, I'd say. Um, Woo! He's, yeah. he's, he's worked with a lot of the pitchers in the Oklahoma area. He's a big figure at the University of Oklahoma and in Tulsa, which is where he lives. I mean, he was broadcasting Rockies games for 19 years, but living in Tulsa and just wanted to get off the road. Um, when Dan O'Dowd was around, there were times that that the team actually went to Frazier for advice or for a discussion about player moves, and he's looking to do that with some team. It won't be the Rockies, but it will be some team. And, and he told me the other day that he, he has some irons in the fire, some possibilities there. Um, this is This is a guy that is not just a guy who talks a lot on television, but he is involved in uh, he is involved in Major League Baseball. He talks with the scouts and everybody else. Um, he's done television with the Big 12 Network. He's done some of the showcase games. So this is a guy who has his hands in amateur baseball and will really be an asset for some organization. Okay. Sounds good. Well, Thomas, thank you for your time and all of your time this season. It was a lot of fun, and uh, we'll catch up with you this winter. Thank you. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.